0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Single Moms Conversations with Kina. Hey, Day One listeners, how you doing? How you feeling? And to all of the new ladies that are here, thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you will be notified as to whenever Auntie is dropping another podcast, right? And I'm back at it. I'm trying to get with it. I'm really, really... Trying to figure this whole new schedule thing out <laughs> I, It's crazy for me It's crazy because I was chilling I'm telling you, I'm telling you And again, this podcast is for us and by us I am a proud single mother and so are you Alright, be proud of our babies Okay, we can't be playing Play don't play, play don't play <laughs> Nti how, enti how Um, I wasn't going to do another podcast until tomorrow, but I don't know. I kind of got inspired. Um, I want to talk about hair. Can we talk about hair? Does that make sense? Can we, can we, can we? Well, if you're talking about single mothers, why are you talking about hair? (laughs) What does that have to do with being a single mother? That's what somebody's going to say. Right, that's what they're gonna say. But they don't understand our conglomerates, do they, right? They don't understand that everything in this world, including hair hair, excuse me, H A I R, affects the single mother. Your parents is very important to you and hair is important. We spend a lot of money. In fact, if every single mother in this country stood together and said Uh, We're only going to use like coconut oil in our hair (laughs) And a little uh, Olive oil uh, Mixed with a little shea butter And some You know just some herbs Little rosemary oils And things like that that promote Hyper growth Uh, Uh, We're not going to go And buy those products that really Have a lot of chemicals and all those things in them Um, They would Feel a pinch of it they would feel the pinch of it. That's why they jumped into the natural hair care market. Because they saw where this was going with us. And unfortunately, um, and I can only speak for my community, the African American community, um, ladies. They would put a, a black name or a black face on a product. And the truth is it wouldn't even be a black owned product. That's how much they were after the dollar for the hair right for black hair Um, I can only speak about my black hair experience because I am African American right and um, to all of my sisters out there who are from other nationalities reach out to me how is it in your communities when it comes to hair what is your hair standards what is what's going on what's going on you know reach out to me and let's talk But I want to talk to you about my first teacher, which is Rowdy, and how she taught me about perms. Can can we talk? Can we talk? And the reason why I want to have this conversation with you, just in case some people, you know, might be passing through (laughs) again, talking about it has nothing to do with being a single mother, Um, yes it does because we are the first teacher and see that see that's that knowledge not everybody got that when you are the first teacher you are the subconsciousness of your child right you are the subconscious mind of your child right you're teaching your child right and there's no filter for that so your baby learns from you everything including the hair and the standards of beauty so I'm gonna put it on me, of course, and tell you my experience with the standards of beauty. And I don't think she meant it in any type of way. I think that's just how it was. Right. So I had um when I was about six or seven years old, maybe eight or nine. Let me stop. It was around the eight. You know, I was in, in um elementary school too. I remember her coming with this jar and she was doing my hair for school or what have you and it was my first introduction to the Revlon relaxer Um, and to all my other sisters you know we call the perm, some people use the rods and curl, we use the relaxer to straighten and we were taught from a very young age that our hair would not be the standard of beauty that it had to be a straightened version of our hair right in order to be pretty in order for it to look good and we were taught this by our mothers now i don't think it was intentional i think that it was just how culturally this systemic racism racism was passed down once it was learned and mastered by the mother she passed it down more and more and more and more every generation it got passed down, it got passed down, it got passed down, it got passed down. So, we were taught every six weeks, six to eight weeks, as it said, on the jar to put this stuff in our hair and straighten out the roots so that you wouldn't get the rest of your hair. I mean, so you it won't grow in and show the right texture of your hair. For years, I didn't know what my hair looked like I had no idea I had no understanding and I didn't know now that I know so much about hair and how it is an extension of okay I'm not gonna go into that I know better than to put anything like that on my hair doesn't work for me but I'm not anti perm I'm not anti do what you got to do because you know auntie don't judge you on how you do your hair i don't now she put the stuff in my hair i remember her putting the vaseline around my edges the petroleum y'all because we had no vaseline we had the big giant giant um bucket of petroleum and we put that around she put it around my edges and then she put this perm in my hair Rowdy said I had so much hair she just couldn't do it like she really just could not do it I don't think I had so much hair it couldn't be done I just think it needed patience and she wasn't used to my hair right so (laughs) that's just my opinion but this is what they were taught this is what they were taught this is what they were in terms of hair and the standards of beauty of hair so they taught it to us they did now when I was about 21, I had went to college. Um, I went to mega Evers College. Right? At this point, I'm living in my place. I have my daughter. And I'm like, I got to figure out something. You know, so I'm in college. And um, I had the privilege of being with the protégés of like Dr. John Henry Clark. Um, I would see him walk through the campus with security Because he had a lot of death threats I don't know if people knew that And he was blind So he couldn't just walk With just one person But because of the threats on his life He um, he had security That would walk This is what they said That he had death threats So he would walk with security From building to building Which it was just down Carroll Street In Brooklyn or what have you And I had the privilege of Seeing Betty Shabazz all the time <laughs> Like Yo the first time I saw her I almost fainted I was like Did you, do you know who you are You know I almost fainted And she was like hi baby You know she was just very very sweet Um, But I But see her on the regular But I had the privilege of being in a college setting where they taught us about libation, I don't think he's supposed to I don't know if that's regular college stuff y'all and we learned a lot about melanin and we learned a lot about hair and we learned a lot about us. So if we did a math class, we did a math class that taught us about the father of mathematics as well. So every class we took had a history lesson in it and it was an amazing thing to see it was just amazing the process was amazing and I remember seeing the girls cut the hair cut the perm of the hair and I remember wanting to do it but remember my subconscious is going right right this is why we always have to watch people because their subconscious will let you know what's going on I couldn't do it (laughs) I couldn't do it and so I remember when I would get discouraged to not, you know, have that perm in my hair. And I would grow it out for a little while, and my subconscious would take right back over. I'll put that thing right back in my hair. Because remember, this is what I was taught by my first teacher. And I'm young still, so I'm fighting against. What rowdy taught me, all my friends is this way, you know. But I'm in school and I'm looking at everybody, and now their locks are growing and they're wearing their braids and they're looking beautiful. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna braid my hair and just let this perm grow out of my hair. You know, this is how powerful the subconscious is. I still couldn't do it, I still couldn't do it. I over always go back to that perm when i had we got into a bad car accident we were already living in the poconos at the time and i had a lot of growth at that time like my brain was getting different i was in a more peaceful environment but we got into a bad car accident in jersey and um i remember growing the perm out of my hands i'm not going back to that and i had also permed my daughter's hair and she could not she had a big cut in her head so she could not get a perm anyway we just grew our hair out and we never looked back we have been natural ever since and not only have we been natural it's just we got to have this unbelievable relationship with our hair we got to love our hair we got to respect our hair and let it handle its own process and i remember um one day we were in Florida and I was doing something and my hair was blowing it was probably all over the place and uh, we was on them bikes you know them double bikes uh, we was on that riding the bikes and Rowdy was like you have so much beautiful hair and I just looked at her and it's like yeah no perm and she was like you don't have a perm and I was like no I stopped perming my hair like a few years back And she was like really like she couldn't believe that you can get a style that you could get you know (laughs) your hair to be a certain way with just a blow dry and a flat iron you know it wasn't enough because back in the days they was perming blow drying and flat ironing the hair that's where a lot of the hair damage came from and on top of that y'all the ladies was going to get the wraps and so you got a perm now you got a blow dry you got a flat iron and you got a blowout On top of a perm These ladies That's why they have no hair They hair Brooklyn has so many women With thin thin Paper thin hair It was crazy You were seeing people Who literally look like They had straight I mean bone straight hair And that's That's Not our hair That's not it That's not it And later seeing them Lose their hair And then They went to the braids And they still perming their hair And they putting the braids in And pulling the hair out Breaking it off And damaging it So it's a It's a love-hate thing You know With this hair Until we Start to embrace Ourselves However you look And start loving Who you are You know It's always gonna be Some something going on here now am i anti-perm no i won't tell anybody what to do with their hair tell you my story (laughs) right because i know some people like "Mm -mm, no i cannot live without my perm no matter what i cannot live without my perm and i would be a hypocrite to say to them oh you know that's because of systemic racism we've been taught blah 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 blah. I would be such a hypocrite if I approach things like that my approach is do what you got to do for you but I know for me personally it's so nice to just throw some water and shea butter on it and do my thing it's nice to be able to just do my hair and leave it at that you know and I cannot compare my hair to another group of people's hair because that's their hair You know, my hair is my hair. You know, it's really crazy. And let me tell you something. My auntie with her curly afros, you can't tell me nothing. Okay, I'm too cute. I'm too cute. Okay. But some things are taught to us about ourselves, about our features, about our face, about how we look, our body shapes. A lot of times it's taught to us by the closest people around us. It might not be your mom. It could be an aunt. It could be somebody who made comments about how you look I'm a big stickler on people making comments About how other people's facial features are Because that's their face And God gave them that face And I hate when people make comments about someone else's face I was um, watching a video And a girl, she was talking about pretty privilege And she felt she wasn't pretty And I'm thinking, you look like Princess Jasmine from aladdin like i thought she was beautiful but she couldn't see it because they talked about her nose and i thought her nose was perfect for her face and it was on her nose you know but people have a way you know what they said that empty shells rattles loudest or something like that when people are empty and they don't have any girth They don't have any heaviness to them they can't go deep with nothing the only thing they can do is talk about somebody's facial features it's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense but nevertheless that was my sidebar i went left (laughs) i went left with that i didn't mean to ask yourself this question right are you passing beauty standards from generations ago onto your children you are the first teacher right you're the first teacher what are you bringing with you from the previous generation is it right is it right or is it something you've been programmed to believe is real what is it see i think with me definitely i already had this on my mind and then i got up in that mountain and i was free and i was relaxed and it was like this ain't gonna work for me no more this ain't gonna work this is not what I want to do and found out that it was one of the easiest things I could ever do the easiest things (laughs) but it's life and I have to speak to you about this because beauty is important to us beauty standards is important to us but we have to be careful as to what we are teaching our daughters because and our sons because we don't want them to carry that on, that practice on, especially if it's not a helpful thing for them, right? And I'm not talking about culture. I'm not talking about culture, all right? I'm not, okay? Shoot, don't do that because auntie loves culture. But when it's a culture, a thing that's passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation because of racism that's a whole different thing that's a whole different cycle that we have to break okay but anyway i'm gonna get on up out of here this is my second time recording this after i had already said i was not gonna record tonight again (laughs) anyway thank you so much for listening you could be any place else in the world but you hear my auntie and if no one has told you that they love you i want you to know that auntie loves you and love yourself big up yourself okay take care of you you are enough you are beautiful just like you are okay all right ladies i will talk to you soon peace